When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search. But what if you could get rid of the search and just match? You can with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Some people just know the best rate for you is a rate based on you with Allstate. Not one based on the driver who treats the highway like a racetrack and the shoulder like a passing lane. Why pay a rate based on anyone else? Get one based on you with DriveWise from Allstate. Not available in Alaska or California, subject to terms and conditions. Rates are determined by several factors, which vary by state. In some states, participation in DriveWise allows Allstate to use your driving data for purposes of rating. While in some states, your rate could increase with high-risk driving. Generally, safer drivers will save with DriveWise. Allstate Fire and Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates North Park, Illinois. On the K-State Sports Network, from Learfield IMG College. Live from the Powercat Sports Grill in Manhattan, this is the Jeff Mitty Show. Brought to you by People's State Bank. Serving Wildcat fans since 1897. People's State Bank. Member FDIC. Equal housing lender. Kansas Strong. Get the facts at kansasstrong.com. And by the Kansas Soybean Association. The Soybean Checkoff. Progress powered by Kansas Farmers. This is the Jeff Mitty Show. Here's Brian Smoller. And welcome to another edition of the Jeff Mitty Show here at Powercat Sports Grill on the west side of Manhattan. Brian Smoller, Jeff Mitty with you as we get ready to kick off another edition, another hour-long talk, talking K-State women's hoops. Giving some $10 Powercat bucks away for those here on site at Powercat Sports Grill with some trivia during the commercial breaks. And a pleasant good afternoon and evening to you, those uh, are joining us on Facebook on the Facebook Live broadcast. The head coach of the Wildcats alongside, I'm Brian Smoller, Zach LeCure back in our studios, Josh Reed making everything goes, make sure everything goes smoothly on the Facebook broadcast. A lot to talk about. The Cats coming in all for a, after a big win against Oklahoma on Saturday, 92 to 74 against the Sooners. Second highest output of uh, the Cats so far this season. We've got a lot of questions already loaded up from fans both on Twitter and also on site. We'll get to those in a moment. Uh, how about a round of applause for the head coach, LeBow Cats, Jeff Mitty, whose team picked up that big win against the Sooners on Saturday and joins us here before the Sunflower Showdown coming up on Wednesday against the Jayhawks. We'll talk about that a little bit later. Congratulations on the win on Saturday against the Sooners. Yeah, thanks. Uh, team played well. It, it was good to see us bust out and, and play well. Yeah, you did from the get-go. We did your TV show today, and one of the things that we talked about on the TV show was the aggressive start. I mean, 27 points in the first quarter, and uh, a lot of it came from the foul line early. There was an element of, of getting the shots to go down, but it wasn't the three ball. You were able to come from behind a little bit in that first quarter. I guess, I guess your thought on the way you started the game against the Sooners? Well, I think one of the things we wanted to do because we hadn't been scoring a lot of points and maybe struggling was to um, just uh, be overly aggressive. Uh, don't overthink it. You know, you can get that way when you're struggling. And so uh, we just didn't want them to overthink things and uh, stay aggressive, be aggressive. And uh, possessions, <laughs> Coach Carr kept saying, yeah, a lot of possessions right now. Do you want to know how many? And I said, <laughs> I don't care right now. And uh, I think we had... 27 possessions in the first quarter which normally it's around 18 or 20 so uh what you get concerned about obviously is the pace and the sure. uh, sustainability of that and uh but i thought our group was um uh good 
I, I thought they were good. I thought they uh, played well. Bench came in and gave us a lift. We were able to get some uh, rest for Harris, even though she had foul trouble. And, and uh, so th th there were just uh, positive things throughout. Really, the pace of play, like you said at the beginning of the game, you kind of wondered, boy, where are we headed here? Uh, it's the Oklahoma, a team that loves to score and run up and down the court, but King State played under control and got off to a fantastic start in that regard. Love to hear from you. If you want to give us a, a, a shout-out on the phone, toll-free, 1-866-566-8228. You can also give us a call, 1-866-KSST-CAT. You can also give us a, a comment on Facebook. If you want to check us out on the Facebook broadcast and drop in a question that way and also via Twitter, we'll get you on the air for uh, the broadcast today. All right, so we, we talked a little bit about the offense and the start to begin the game. We started the TV show talking about a young lady that didn't score a whole lot of the contest but arguably had the biggest impact of anybody in the game. And our good friend Lawrence and Faye Odgers wanted to also make sure we talked about her. They had brought up a note with some of the numbers. <laughs> but, uh, boy, the job. And you high-fived her right after the game. It was – we had a great shot of it on the TV. You, you, the game's coming – you're coming to the middle to, to shake hands with Sherry Cole, and the first person you grab is Chrissy Carr, and you give yep. her a high-five. Taylor Robertson's coming in, young lady that's popped for 20 points in 10 games already this year couple of 30-point games. She had 13 and most of it from the foul line against Chrissy Carr and company. Yeah, and I think 2 of 13 from the field or something like 3 of 12 or something yep. like that. And, and yeah, Chrissy did a fantastic job. Um, had her most of the day. Simone came in and gave her a little bit of blow here and there to, to it's hard to do. Hard to chase somebody around for essentially 37 minutes. But Chrissy was locked in all day and um, she did not let her uh, offensive struggles uh, dictate how hard she played on defense. I also thought she passed the ball well. Four assists, two turnovers, did some really good things. Well, you mentioned Simone because Simone, for most of the season, has been the best one-on-one -on -one defender on the ball. Yet she picks up th to show how difficult the job was. She had three fouls in, in about five, six minutes trying to guard Taylor Robertson. So this was no easy task uh, just to show how good Chrissy was in the game. I mean, Simone's a really good defender and ran into some quick foul trouble trying to do the same sort of defense. Yeah, Simone was getting the hands too involved. And, and uh, you know, when you're out there doing that, it's something that it's not as easy as you think. I mean, all the attention's on you, the officials watching you defend this way, so you even have to be more fundamentally sound because if you get the hands in there, uh, they're going to call it, and Simone got caught a couple times with that. All right, so uh, we had a question from Randy Strothman here on site, and his question is, do other Big 12 teams play a similar defense against Robertson, Taylor Robertson, and if so, why do you think that we have so much success with it? You look at Robertson's numbers against K-State, they have been pretty poor in the, in the three meetings so far in her career. Well, I don't... Um We've obviously watched a lot of film on how others have defended. Um, I think that people are defending her similar um, and I'm not going to tell you all the ways we're defending her. <laughs> um, That's fine. Trade secret. I mean, not. I mean, I'm, not, I'm just not going to give you the technique that we talk about and what we tell our players to do. Um, so yeah, they do. All right. <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I think for us, for us, um, we just make sure that. Um, we have a lot of respect for how well she could shoot the basketball. Well, and uh, so we treat her that way. And it's it it is worth pointing out that she, it isn't like she hasn't seen a box and one or, or face guard. Everybody goes into a scout knowing Taylor Robertson's going to shoot. She can shoot it from anywhere on the court. If you give her even the slightest bit of an opening, she's got a quick trigger. She's going to hit it. So a lot of people have tried. I'm sure the same sort of idea to be up. Uh, tight on her, but uh, you guys have done well. It speaks well to Chrissy Carr because Chrissy's had the assignment three years now, or, or three, two years. three different meetings. Three yeah, games. two years. You're yeah. right. Um, they played Tech um, prior to us, and yep. obviously Tech plays that matchup, and they play a little box and one. And so um, we watched a lot of that film, and I thought Tech really did a nice job in terms of they were focused, they had physicality on her. And she got off 19 threes. Yeah. And I, I, I was re-watching. I probably watched that game two or three times. And I'm just going, my goodness, because they do so much good stuff for her. So 
how do we simplify that and how do we make sure that we're eliminating? You're not going to eliminate them all, you know, so that's where we probably, um, our group's done a really good job of um, eliminating the ones we feel like we can. All right. Well, the Wildcats get the win, 92-74. There's a lot more of this game to speak on uh, with some of the individual performances and some other news and notes regarding the performances in this game. Uh, before we go to break, though, uh, it'd be remiss if we didn't do what all things related to basketball are doing, and that is uh, talking about the tragedy that occurred uh, out in California, which has some uh, ties to K-State and, and Chris Carr, the assistant coach for K-State, Chrissy's dad, uh, obviously played against Kobe, uh, notably famously, we talk about it all the time, Coach Carr finished runner-up in the slam dunk contest to Kobe. They've had a, a little bit of a, a rivalry uh, verbally going jousting back and forth over time so the years that they've seen each other. So Tex winner, obviously, Coach Kobe for a very long time. Tex winner, a legend in K-State. The triangle offense, a big part of what Kobe has done and teaching with his own team, uh, the team that he was going to coach when they tragically passed away. I guess the, for those in the game, uh, it, it was an unbelievably sad day yesterday just to hear all the tributes uh, because of the effect of basketball. And we're seeing tributes all across the country to begin games in the NBA and the college circuit. Yeah, it was it's a weird day. It was a weird day, definitely. Um, and it was a weird day today. Um, we talked about it before practice, probably talked about it for five or ten minutes. We had quite a few players crying just talking about it. It's a uh, iconic basketball player. It's a, a, a iconic person that you've watched. Um, I mean, my gosh, he entered the NBA when he was 18 years old, right? right? So you've watched him for a long time. And not, the, not just that, you've watched him with daughters. And as a, a dad of two daughters that play basketball, that's a special relationship. And I think our players watch him with those daughters. And um, it is, um, yeah, it's, a, it, it's really sad. And, and obviously there were nine lives lost in that, that accident. Um, it uh, certainly um, impacts the basketball world, but more than basketball. Yes, no doubt about it. Um, as, as we're talking, uh, Gino Ariema shown as the UConn is playing Team USA. They had a tribute to start the game, took a shot clock violation to, to honor Kobe Bryant, and uh, they showed Gino Ariema crying on the sidelines. And Kobe had been very supportive of women's sports and women's basketball in particular, uh, had been a, a UConn fan and had gone to some games as well. So. And then you mentioned John Atabelli, who was one of the other nine uh, college baseball coach on the West Coast. Uh, Chris Ceballos, who's K-State starting catcher, played for uh, John Atabelli out on the West Coast. Buck Taylor, right. who's an assistant coach for K-State, good friends with him as well. So there is some pain being felt uh, all across the country. On that note, we'll take a break. We'll come back. We'll get back into basketball and some of the fun of the hoops circuit and what the big news again today for Ioka Lee. We'll talk about that when we return to the K-State Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. No one has to explain stress to a farmer. That's like explaining a missed forecast to a weatherman. Now, Mother Nature stresses soybeans the way markets, bankers, and politics can stress you. But there's a proven way to reduce stress. With Preaxor fungicide, you'll see the difference. It decreases stress from disease, drought, hail, and heat, so your beans can focus on what matters most, better yields. Talk to your local rep about Preaxor fungicide and BASF plant health. Always read and follow label directions. Biodiesel turns soybean oil, used cooking oils, and waste animal fats into fuel so amazing that it drives more than 60,000 U.S. jobs and supports more than $11.4 billion in economic impact. Learn more about America's advanced biofuel at kansassoybeans.org biodiesel. A message from the Kansas Soybean Commission. The Soybean Checkoff. Progress powered by Kansas farmers. With 11 locations across the state, most K-State fans have a People's State Bank location close to home. The People's State Bank offers loans of all types, including ag, commercial, home, and business, plus a wide range of checking account options as well. Put their knowledgeable staff to work for you. Find out how one of the 11 statewide locations can help you. Visit psbbanks.com. The People's State Bank, member FDIC and equal housing lender. When you think about oil and gas, you might think it's all about the big corporations. Here in Kansas, oil and gas businesses are often a family affair that spans generations and partners with Kansas farm and ranch families. They all work together as good stewards of the land. 
No wonder there hasn't been one drop of groundwater pollution from hydraulic fracturing in Kansas during the past 40 years. Visit kansasstrong.com and get the facts about Kansas oil and natural gas. Back at the Jeff Biddy Show here at Powercat Sports Grill, the west side of Manhattan, the official watch party headquarters for the Kansas State Wildcats. Ryan Smoller, the head coach of the Wildcats, Jeff Biddy. Big news again for Ayoka Lee of K-State as she collects yet another Big 12 Freshman of the Week honor. It is her seventh this season. She becomes the first player in Big 12 history to earn it five times in the first eight weeks of the season. And now with seven, she is one of five that's ever done it uh, to have it at least seven times in a single season. After her 23 points, 20 rebounds, five blocks, and two steals the other day against Oklahoma, had 12 and nine or 12 and seven on the road at Iowa State. The 20 rebounds, of course, tied a school record. She got it with uh, just a couple of seconds left in the ball game, but pulled it down and got the uh, the big game, 20 and 20, and becomes the first player in K-State history to ever have a 20-20 game, which uh, I didn't know either until it happened. That you know, I know 20 rebounds had happened a couple of different times. I guess I just assumed that there had been a 20-point effort at one point along that way, but first ever 2020 game for Ioka Lee and her name forever now in the record book. It feels like I'm going to be saying that a lot here uh, as her career progresses. How, how difficult is it to not just start heaping all sorts of uh, projections and pressure onto Ioka Lee that, you know, greatest player, she's going to be the greatest player ever, all, all this stuff with all these numbers she's racking up here early in the season? You know, the first time she won the award, you know, we at halftime, or not halftime, but at half court, you know, we congratulate her. We just stopped congratulating her now. It's just... Now, she's such a humble person. Um, I really um, don't want to take for granted the hard work that goes into this. Uh, she she really just comes in and gets better every day, and I, I've said that 15 times, you know, to our conversation you're around her so you know yeah. how steady she is and um she came in worked hard today was there early today uh with aj getting a little extra conditioning and uh she um you know she just has a good demeanor and then you know you just can't have a good demeanor and be be good she's got hands the ability to um uh, learn quickly um, and then uh, she's got a competitive streak to her that um, she wants to be really really good and she's willing to put the work in to do it Oklahoma threw what they could at her they had a hard time trying to slow her down fouls became a problem for them Mandy Simpson fouls out late in the game it affected them Maddie Williams tried to pull her away from the basket that didn't work we were talking earlier today about the other thing about Lee that's been impressive has been she has seen a quite a varied of defenses being thrown at her already here in this early part of the season. Non-conference, we were talking about all these fast, small post players that are whipping around inside trying to get around her. Now we're seeing triple team. Iowa State threw the, 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 the whole team at her, basically, whenever time she got the ball down inside. She doesn't seem to get phased or rattled on the court very often when those things start to happen. Well, I think she does, but I think she's able to get out of that fairly quickly. Uh, if you go back even to uh, the game uh, against um, OU, uh, I went down and chatted with her uh, her first time out uh, because um, – I thought she was a little frustrated. They they were pulling her away. They were pulling her away. And I said, hey, we talked about this. You know, just stay the course. Stay the course. Guard her like Kristen Scott. You guarded Kristen Scott well at Iowa State. You know, and, and she's able to take it. She was a little frustrated, but she just said, I, I got you, Coach. I got you. And, I mean, she's able to, to get back in. Then she gets back in, and she makes adjustments to that. And um, I think the, the biggest growth we're seeing is that, on the defensive end, she's able to be pulled away and and still be able to defend the ball screen, still be able to defend a switch. Whereas early in the year, she was getting um, out over her skis a little bit, standing straight up and, and uh, not being in a stance. And now she's doing those things better. I, I almost don't want to jinx it, but uh, I'll ask it. But the 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 beauty of Lee early this year has been she has avoided foul trouble. 
Bree Lewis, you can remember early in her career, it was always a big problem. Lee Lewis, now Lewis was more of a shot blocker, so that was an, you know part of the part of the role, right? If you shot blocker, you're going to foul a bit more. But remarkably, she does. She plays pretty good defense, Ioka Lee, and doesn't foul. Would you? Would you? Ra is that a strength? Would you rather be her be more physical and attack blocking shots more? Where does where does she fall in that line? Well, if you go back to early in the year, I thought she was getting in foul trouble. If you go back to some of the non-conference games, there was some foul trouble in there, and and uh, um, I think she's continued to get better and better there. Um, she still has some things that I. I at Iowa State, I thought she picked up her second about five minutes in the game on an offensive rebound, and we pulled her out because she mentally wasn't, you know, she picked up the early one, and then I'm like, you can't go for that offensive rebound like that. You have to stay on the floor. But after that, she made the correction, but we did pull her out fairly quickly because she looked like she was, she was amped up to play in that game. And we knew that Kristen Scott's from uh, 20 miles away from her right. in Minnesota. Uh, there was an article written about that, so she was a, a little extra uh, excited in that game. But um, her whole team was a uh, high school team. Her was whole there. high school team yep. was there. All the above. But um, you know, these, those are all learning experiences. The one thing that I can say about her is um, she's able to take every experience and, and apply it going forward pretty well. Yeah, it's, it's been fun to watch so far. It it's, uh, it's gets you even more excited to think about the future for this young lady and where she could be headed for K-State. All right, we'll take a break here. Come back when we return. The other one-two punch or the other part of the one-two punch for K-State, Peyton Williams. We'll talk about Peyton, Angela Harris, and her play as a late for the Cats and the bench as well. All coming up plus Big 12 news when we return after this word from your local stations of the K-State Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. I wasn't prepared to be a caregiver to mom. I had no idea how hard it would be and what I would need to know. Things I never thought of, like how to improve her mood and ways for me to stay positive. Luckily, I found the Caregiving Resource Center from AARP. It had articles about the basics, but also information about the hurdles I was facing. Caregiving Resource Center at aarp.org caregiving. Articles, tips, and tools to help you both care for your loved one and care for yourself. Brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. All right, everybody in the car, let's go. What are we going to do first when we get there, Mom? Go for a hike? Sure. What about canoeing? Can we go canoeing, too? I don't see why. How long does it take to get to the forest? It's not that far, sweetie. <sighs> are we there yet? Yep, we're here. Already? It's a short drive from your neighborhood to your naturehood. Visit discovertheforest.org to find a neighborhood park or green space near you. Brought to you by the Ad Council and the U.S. Forest Service. They say that car crashes happen in slow The reality is that crashes happen fast. There's no time to think and no time to check if your child is in the right car seat. Car crashes are a leading killer of children 1 to 13. Are your kids in the right seat for their age and size? Don't think you know. Know you know. Get more info at safercar.gov slash the right seat. A message from the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Okay, man. This is your time. Maybe you didn't choose this, but you're here now. You're going to go out there and be an all-star caregiver. Cook, clean, be there emotionally and physically. you got to dig deeper. Drive them to physical therapy, doctor's appointments, because that's what caregivers do. Don't give up. Show the world that you're tougher than tough. Caregiving is tougher than tough. Find the care guides you need at aarp.org caregiving. Brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. Back on the Jeff Mitty Show here at Powercat Sports Grill, the west side of Manhattan. Brian Smoller along with the head coach of the Wildcats, Jeff Mitty. K-State women's basketball brought to you by People's State Bank, serving Wildcat fans since 1897. Visit them at psbbanks.com. People's State Bank, member FDIC, equal housing lender. All right. Also live on Facebook tonight along with K-State Sports and the K-State Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. Martin and Linda Anderson from Cleveland, Oklahoma, checking in, saying, good game, coach. Keep the mo going. We hope so. Coming up on Wednesday night against the Jayhawks. Do you know where Cleveland, Oklahoma is? I don't. 
I had to look it up. It's outside of Tulsa, northwest of Tulsa. Not okay. far. Not far outside of Tulsa. You know, so. I, uh, I lived in Tulsa for a while. Did you? I did when I was really young. How young? Like younger uh, than five? Like, uh, five, six. Okay. Four, five, six, yeah. Tulsa's got a good K-State connection. Number one, uh, Jason Beard uh, obviously spent some time in Tulsa in her, yep. in her time, a Midwest City, Oklahoma kid. And then uh, Clint Stewart, one of the K-State great men's basketball players, coaching now down there in uh, Tulsa, down in the high school ranks. So, um, yeah, Tulsa still holds a little bit of a, a nice tie for the Wildcats. All right, speaking of uh, someone who's been pretty nice so far this season, Peyton Williams. And nice is kind of the, the operative word because at Iowa State, uh, maybe being a little too nice at times, a little not aggressive enough, things changed at halftime. She ends up with 15 in the second half and then rolls another big game out there against the Oklahoma Sooners. She ends up with 24 points, 11 rebounds in 38 minutes, which tied a season high. Uh, boy, Peyton just, it, it looked, she was different, totally different in the game against Oklahoma, really trying to take advantage of outside shot, long shots, attacking the basket, following her shots. Your thoughts on the aggressiveness of Peyton Williams and did it start from the Iowa State game? Yeah, I think the second half at Iowa State, she um, got more confident, got more aggressive. She just made things happen in the second half. There's no question. And, uh, and that carried over. And I, I feel like, uh, you know, we've, Best players in the world get, yeah, they don't feel their shot. They don't feel like they're playing very well. And uh, she, I think, coming out of the Texas game just didn't feel good about it. And it lingered over to the first half of the Iowa State. But um, uh, she definitely has the look now and uh, has had, she had a good practice today, aggressive today. Uh, she needs to keep that mentality. How leadership-wise, it's difficult, I know, for Peyton. She's talked about this before, about trying to, to when you're bridging the gap between two teams and trying to be a leader for both teams, it involves you being present for both teams. It's hard to do that when you're not present. Now that she's here full time, has her role as a leader changed at all? Now, once she is fully removed from volleyball and all here for basketball, do you see that? Or is she the same person regardless if she's splitting practice time between two sports? Well, I think she feels better about leading when she's around because I, you know, Peyton's pretty analytical person and I think she just feels more comfortable having all the information to lead maybe you know like if she feels like she comes into a practice and so and so is a certain way she's like well maybe she's only been this way for you know 20 minutes right you know, and, and I'm going to her and going, no, she's been that way for three days. <laughs> you know, we got to snap her out of it. And she's right. like, oh, I didn't know that. Well, that's a good example of she, I think, just feels better about having all the information, being around. And um, so I just think she's more comfortable that way. I know she also mentioned early in the year that she felt maybe putting herself too much under pressure of living up to the silver medal in the USA basketball tag that she had from the summer. I know she talked about the earliest season, trying to do too much and live up to that in her own level of expectations. Not anybody's outside stuff, but her own expectation level. It seems, especially against Oklahoma, she's just playing at that point and just going out there. Well, I think I think when you hear a player talk about that, I think it's important that they don't let the uh, the pressure of the moment exceed the joy of playing basketball. And I think you keep that in perspective. And and when you feel that balance, uh, you've got to get yourself back perspective. Why of, uh, of hey. I, I enjoy the process of getting better today. I enjoy the process of, uh, of competing. Um, and uh, I think that, uh, yeah, I think we, you see that with seniors. They sometimes their, their heads start to get elsewhere. And um, she's, she's been able to rein it back in, I think, pretty good. And, uh, you know, she's doing some awfully, awfully good things. I mean, her rebounding is through the roof this year, career high. Um, I think she's... Uh, Going back to uh, the, the game on Saturday, that that was the look that um, um, I think she's capable of having uh, the rest of the season. Well, if she plays like that night in and night out, we'll be talking about not just an all-conference player, but a Big 12 Player of the Year candidate and an All-American by the time the season's over. Uh, she keeps this pace up. She's the fourth player ever 
in K-State history with over 1,300 points, over 800 rebounds, and over 100 block shots. And it's pretty rarefied air in the company she shares in that regards. Uh, you're talking uh, Marlies Gibson. You're talking... Uh, Kendra Wecker, Nicole Oldie, so uh, pretty impressive stuff uh, from Peyton Williams, who's averaging a double-double, one of only six in the league to be averaging a double-double. She and Yoki continue to average a double-double. Uh, Williams, 16 points, 11 rebounds, second in the conference in rebounding, ninth in the country, heading into the game against the Jayhawks on Wednesday, and up for the Senior Class Award as well, which, uh, K-State, it's been a while since somebody's been up for the Senior Class Award, but she's up for that one as well. Speaking of seniors, uh, we got to talk about Angela Harris. Uh, we've gone this long and haven't talked about the young lady who is second on the team in scoring in Big 12 play. Speaking of all conference honors, we're, we're early, early, early in the Big 12. There's a long way to go, but she's playing at an all-conference level, it seems like, for you right now. Yeah, I thought she played really well Saturday. Really um, good pace to her game, good aggressiveness to her game. Uh, uh, really kept the uh, foot foot on the gas uh, when we wanted her to. And, um, uh, yeah, she. you're right. I think she's playing at an all-conference level and uh, certainly uh, doing some things very, very well. How, we talked about her leadership on the coaches' show today, speaking to someone that had a little bit of a hurdle. I mean, your first-year player, you're coming in, you've led a program for three years in Houston, and now all of a sudden you're being asked, to, hey, by the way, go out there and be a leader and hold people accountable uh, two months into your life at K-State. It's a little tough. It is, and, and that's one of the hard things, I think, basketball for a grad transfer is they usually are coming in September. All right, you know, it's, right. not, it's not like they get here for the summer. It's not like they're usually, uh, if you can get one that can get here in the summer, that's a big benefit. But, uh, you know, we had to wait till she graduated in August, and uh, she didn't get here till whatever her first day of school was, August 24th, 25th. And um, then you're trying to build those relationships, even though you've met the team on your visit, you've done those things. Um, it's not the same as being on the floor with them. Yeah, and she has been a difference maker for K-State. Had a big game against the Sooners, 20 points, 6 of 13 shooting, hit three threes, five assists in 26 minutes. Had to deal with a little bit of foul trouble. We'll talk more about that coming up in a bit. Big 12 news and notes as well. When we return, stay tuned. More of the Jeff Minnie Show coming up on the K-State Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. With 11 locations across the state, most K-State fans have a People State Bank location close to home. The People State Bank offers loans of all types, including ag, commercial, home, and business, plus a wide range of checking account options as well. Put their knowledgeable staff to work for you. Find out how one of the 11 statewide locations can help you. Visit psbbanks.com. The People State Bank, member FDIC and equal housing lender. This is Bill Snyder with some straight talk about opioid abuse. We're all taught to share, but giving someone your pain medication isn't generous. It's reckless. Yet one in five people prescribed an opioid admit to sharing it with others. These drugs can be dangerous, even deadly. Support the people you love. Store your medication securely and dispose of unused medication. If you're asked to share, say no. Help prevent opioid abuse among your friends and family before it starts. Learn more about safe storage and disposal at itmattersks.org. Think about a quarter inch of rain. That's all it takes to activate Armazon Pro Herbicide in your corn and protect against weeds. Now think about a full inch of rain, the amount most other herbicides require for activation. How long will you have to wait to get that? The weeds hope you'll choose another herbicide. Your corn hopes you choose Armazon Pro Herbicide. Pick a winner. Talk to your BASF rep about Armazon Pro Herbicide today. Grow smart with BASF. Always read and follow label directions. The Learfield IMG College Directors' Cup, the highly recognized mark of distinction in college athletics across all divisions, both men's and women's sports. Follow your favorite team's pursuit for excellence in this prestigious annual award through the directorscup.com, USA Today, or L Directors' Cup on Twitter. Learfield IMG College Directors' Cup, the crowning achievement in college athletics since 1993. Back again on the Jeff Mitty Show here at Powercat Sports Grill. Brian Smoller, the head coach of the Wildcats, Jeff Mitty alongside. K-State women's basketball being brought to you by oil and natural gas production from Kansas Strong. 
It provides the second largest industry in the state, over 118,000 jobs, more than $3 billion in family income. Get the facts at kansasstrong.com. Wildcats in the Big 12 are now at 2-4 and four amidst uh, the pack of teams that are in the conference standings. Well, there's just a lot of folks all jumbled up in the middle of this thing besides TCU and Texas, who are at 5-2, and two, tied for second behind Baylor, who is 6-0, ranked second in the nation. Kind of an interesting week for Baylor. The Bears struggled on the road at TCU, had to have a fourth-quarter comeback to beat the Horned Frogs on the road, and then struggled at home against Texas Tech. Of course, they didn't have Nalissa Smith. That makes a big difference. Uh, the, the star power forward for the Bears was out with a high right ankle sprain. Not sure on her return for the Bears. Interesting week for them. They do survive a couple of tough tests. Uh, it gets no easier this week as they go to Texas on Friday for the first installment of that rivalry. So I would imagine she would be back for that game. We will see. Well, you never know with a high ankle sprain. That, uh, that, that's, um, and those can really linger if you bring them back too early so those are hard to tell Kim Mulkey said the very same thing in her postgame comments said uh, they asked if she was day to day she said it's more like week to week because they're they're trying to be as cautious with it as they possibly can injuries have also played a role for Oklahoma State after they played just fantastic basketball to begin Big 12 play we saw Manhattan and they played outstanding uh, Natasha Max put out the last couple of games with an injury. Then they lost Cassidy to Lap prior to this last game, and Oklahoma State fell uh, to Texas. Um, Cowgirls trying to get those players back before they get a big week to see if they can't get back going again. Now three and four in Big 12 play. I had a kid with a high ankle sprain one year, and uh, they could not get the swelling out of it. It was really bad. And uh, I had a fan email me that fat fat to put the ankle in a ingested or no applied no, to the outside to the outside okay put it in a bag of fat <laughs> and it would draw so we went to dylan's <laughs> had them take all the fat and i'll be damned if it didn't work no i kid you Come not on. i kid you not does it matter the animal i mean you obviously use beef fat when you were at dylan's but uh well i got fillets while i was there <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> no it was the craziest thing i've ever seen smelled I've never heard of smelled that. awful i'll bet but it was the craziest thing i've ever seen but it was uh I wonder, I'm trying to think of the properties of why that would work. We need to talk with uh, Becca or somebody, or Katie. There was nothing our that our, tra perhaps. our trainers went, Coach, this is ridiculous. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, I don't know, but you guys haven't been able to get it done. So right, right. we're now going to an old wives' tale from an old wife. But she, said, right, she said, this is, Coach, this will work. Wow. And it actually did. I'm glad to know you got a little bit of magic left in your pocket. If, if, if there's an injury left this season, we know what we'll be doing. If we stop at a grocery store on the way home yeah. uh, from a game, we'll know exactly what Pick it's all about. Pick up a bag of fat. That's right. That's <laughs> right. Oklahoma State has a big one Wednesday. They host TCU. TCU is off to a 5-2 and two start in the league. 14-4 uh, and four overall, pretty balanced lineup. You go each box score, you're trying to look, well, is somebody just going crazy? How are they doing this? And it's just... There really isn't just one person. I mean, Keanu Reyes had a pretty good year, but uh, it's not like in the past where they had one player that just went off uh, for a big number. Um, your thoughts on TCU? I know you got to see him a couple of times for you to yeah. be a scout, even though we haven't played him yet. Yeah, playing really well. They're, they're probably playing at the um, – if you put uh, where everybody's capable of playing at, they're probably playing as high a level for, for – they're, they're getting a lot of production from a lot of people. Defensively, they're really uh, doing some things, uh, running some buzz stuff. They're playing some man-to-man. -man. They're switching things. They're they're doing a lot of things. I got to watch them last night versus West Virginia. You know, they were the late game last night, and uh, they really played well against West Virginia. We'll see the Horn Frogs for the first time in league play Saturday uh, yeah. down in Fort Worth. A 1 o'clock time for that tip-off uh, on Fox Southwest uh, for the Wildcats and on Fox twice this week. we got Fox Sports Net Wednesday and then at Fox Southwest on Saturday as well. More on Kansas coming up a little bit later. That's kind of the Big 12 rundown of what's going on. Baylor, Texas, the national game on Friday on Fox Sports 1 national broadcast. Uh, Up-to-date standings. Baylor 6-0, ranked second in the league. Uh, should be noted, TCU, West Virginia, and Texas all receiving votes of the top 25, but Baylor right now the only team ranked
in the league. And you got a whole bunch of teams that are all at four, three, and two wins right in there from third all the way down to ninth. So uh, anybody still in this thing here early in the conference season? We'll see if K-State can make a move uh, over the next couple of, of games. We'll take a break here, come back more with the coach as we look towards K-State in the matchup with the Jayhawks. That's when we return after this word from your local stations on the K-State Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. Is that a faucet running? That's not a faucet. That's a river rushing through the forest. Forest rivers provide over 100 million people with clean water to drink. What? I can't hear you because of the vacuum. That's not a vacuum. That's the trees in the forest cleaning up the air we breathe. I didn't know the trees were so amazing. Yep, and the forest gives us shade, trees to climb. That's awesome. Let's go explore some more. Visit the forest today and enjoy all it does just for you. To learn more about the forest and find one near you, go to discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service and the Ad Council. Adopt US Kids presents What to Expect When You're Expecting A Teenager Learning the Lingo Hundo P. Hundo P. Adjective. Short for being 100% sure or certain. As in, if we get a puppy, I'll Hundo P. always walk it. You don't have to speak teen to be a perfect parent. Thousands of teens in foster care will love you just the same. Visit adoptuskids.org. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, Adopt US Kids, and the Ad Council. A ranger station. I'd like to report a bear hug. Okay. I put out my campfire and Smokey Bear hugged me. So you drowned the fire, you stirred it, drowned it again, and felt that it was cold? Uh-huh. Yeah, but he's just letting you know you did good. Bear hug from Smokey Bear. Status update. I'm going to let you go now. There are many ways to start a fire, but one sure way to put it out. Learn how you can do your part at SmokeyBear.com. Sponsored by the U.S. Forest Service Ad Council and your state forester. I'm probably okay to have one more drink before I drive home. I'm probably okay. I open the window to stay alert. Probably okay. I just popped some gum in my mouth. Step out of the car, please. I probably made a mistake. Probably okay isn't okay when it comes to drinking and driving. If you see a warning sign, stop and call a cab, a car, or a friend. Buzzed driving is drunk driving. A message brought to you by NHTSA and the Ad Council. Back of the Jeff Finney Show here at Powercat Sports Grill on this Monday night. This reminder, by the way, we jump back into some odd dates for the Jeff Finney Show once we get into February. Our next show is next Tuesday night, the 4th, um, because of Big Monday, I believe, for men's. I don't remember the reason, but uh, travel perhaps for K-State. There's a reason. It's a good one. But we'll be here Tuesday night, next week on the 4th, and then it kind of gets wonky after that as well with a Wednesday on the 12th for the next shows. You can get the schedule for the Jeff Mitty Show and all the radio shows and TV shows by going online to kstatesports.com. You go to the Fan Zone on the drop-down menu, then to Radio Network, and it has all the schedules broken out for you there for all the things on the K-State Sports Network, including all of our affiliates. So if you're uh, looking for a different place to listen to the show, if it's not on the time you're trying to listen, you can go online and find the entire listen, uh, the entire station list of shows to listen to for the games and the shows. All right, back with Jeff Biddy, the head coach of the Wildcats. Brian Smolder with you. We talked about Angela Harris a little bit earlier ago. B the bench play for K-State has been a subject that we've talked about off and on throughout the last couple of weeks. Uh, Emily Ebert, Frankfurt native. I know a lot of folks around here, fan favorite, uh, local girl. Uh, for perhaps her best game as a Wildcat in this one. Six points, I know, but uh, could have been even more, as we talked about on your TV show. Well, she had the first three go about halfway down and kind of spin out of there. But, uh, yeah, she got the uh, she got the end one at the far end in the first half, uh, and then uh, she gets a three late. And uh, I thought she continues to play with more confidence. And um, I want her defensively to get more active. I still think she's way too safe uh, defensively. I think she needs to fly around and use some of that athleticism and that's an area that um, I, I really want her to get more active in and uh, uh, but she had a good practice today I think she's doing things better the and one that she had against Oklahoma was a lot like the end one she had at Iowa State but both are if you close your eyes or maybe squint just a little bit boy it's it's really hard not to see Kayla Goth when she does that type of drive because driving with the ball she just her body lean the way you know her height she gets contact quite a bit and can yeah. still finish. Yeah, well, she's got such a um, 
She's got a good mid-range game. She's kind of learning how to, um, you know, against quickness, against quickness, how, how to do that. Um, and uh, she just gets a little bit better every time, you know, every every opportunity. And uh, now that we're back into school, the practice squad guys will be there. So that'll be another opportunity to work against size, quickness, strength, all the things that can help her. Point guard development is something I know you've talked at length about. I remember talking about it with Kendrick Wiesman. We talked about it with Kayla when she made the transition over. It's the quarterback of the offense. And I know you meet with the point guard separately as, as a unit. Jada Thorpe, uh, I don't know, does she sit in those meetings as well with you yeah. now? Uh, yeah, so a, a point guard per, uh, of the future for K-State in that competition there as well. Anybody that plays the point guard, so there's times when we have like five or six in, in the meeting, you know, it's like anybody, Chrissy's in that meeting if she may get a rotation or something. So anybody that's ever got an opportunity in any kind of set will have in that meeting. So it turns into a pretty big meeting. But, um, you know, it um, there's so many things that go into it, and um, Emily's scratching the surface of what she can do. Um, so, yeah, it um, – She'll, uh, the ball handling's got to get better. The decisions with the ball have to get better. The center of gravity with, she, she still plays too high with the ball. Those are all things that are going to take some time. But uh, if uh, she continues to put the work in and finds uh, uh, ways to even put more work in, um, then she'll have an opportunity. I guess in, in the point guard group as a whole, the, what I'm, uh, the question I'd like to know about or maybe just have you talk about more is the relationship that you as a head coach have with your point guards through your time as a coach. It seems like it's a very – not that you're not close with your players – with all of them, right? Right. But it seems like there's a very good relationship with you and your point guards, you personally as a head coach. And it seems like that is a very special relationship that when you're out on the recruiting path and you're talking, you're looking at a point guard, I'm sure there's a part of you that's thinking, this is all right. This is, a, this is someone I'm going to have as my coach on the floor, and, and I'm going to. They're going to be meetings with me, and we're going to talk about stuff. Yep. There has to be a standard or something that you would evaluate, right? That you have in your idea that you want as a point guard. Well, I always tell all the point guards uh, when I'm recruiting them and talking to them is that if you don't like me today, this is as nice as I get. So uh, <laughs> um, you might want to decide whether you want to play or not, because that'll get nicer. <laughs> and. Uh, that's not true. You're funnier during the season than you probably are on the recruiting channel, but depends. All right, <laughs> it depends. But I mean, you're right. I mean, it's a, it's got to be an extension of you in terms of uh, what you want on the floor, and they've got to be able to relay that message. And it's it's um, it's uh, important that that point guard, you know, is is a uh, um, has that leadership capabilities and has the ability to um, hopefully not just know it when I when I tell them, but know it when I give them a look, you know. And quite honestly, this team's they struggle with some of that. I mean, I was calling a play the other day, and we went into this game. We were only going to run five things. So be a decent lip reader. Yeah, right. <laughs> or, and, and I could not get them to understand what I'm saying. <laughs> and, uh, and uh, you know, it takes time. That's why you talk about Angela Harris. It takes time, and you know, Goth had four years of it. And uh, Angela doesn't have that much time. So um, I think Angela's done a good job. Emily Ebert will have more time. And I think I always thought that the summer was always a great time as a coach because you get to have just maybe not even just serious basketball conversations, just kind of building that rapport and building that trust. And, and uh, I always think the summer's a, a great time for that. Yep, no doubt. Um, you can tell that that is the, the biggest gains off the court because you're, you're building in that perspective, so to speak, and being able to fly at 40,000 feet even when the bullets are flying around you, uh, so to speak, for a point guard to understand the bigger mission at play. All right, we'll take a break here and come back more with the coach when we return, talking about the Jayhawk matchup when we come back at the K-State Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. 
Making ends meet is always a challenge, but lately, additional new sources of energy have been driving up costs faster than ever. For people on a fixed income, the impact of costly new energy sources hits hard. The fact is, oil and natural gas remain the most economical energy source known to the world today. Here in Kansas, they're vital to lifting up Kansas families, businesses, and communities with affordable, reliable energy. Visit kansasstrong.com and get the facts about Kansas oil and natural gas. Biodiesel turns soybean oil, used cooking oils, and waste animal fats into fuel so amazing that it drives more than 60,000 U.S. jobs and supports more than $11.4 billion in economic impact. Learn more about America's advanced biofuel at kansassoybeans.org biodiesel. A message from the Kansas Soybean Commission. The Soybean Checkoff. Progress powered by Kansas farmers. With 11 locations across the state, most K-State fans have a People's State Bank location close to home. The People's State Bank offers loans of all types, including ag, commercial, home, and business, plus a wide range of checking account options as well. Put their knowledgeable staff to work for you. Find out how one of the 11 statewide locations can help you. Visit PSBBanks.com. The People's State Bank, member FDIC and equal housing lender. You know what's convenient? If you're a soybean grower, what's convenient is Zidua Pro Herbicide. That's because you get fast and complete burndown together with up to two weeks longer residual than other herbicides and three sites of action for broad-spectrum weed control plus built-in resistance management. All in one convenient jug. And that turns out to be very inconvenient for pigweed, water hemp, and mare's tail. Contact your local BASF rep today. Grow smart with BASF. Always read and follow label directions. Wrapping up the Jet Bidding Show here, the last 15 minutes or so of the program. Brian Smore along with the head coach, LeBacchett's Jeff Mitty. Powercat Sports Grill on Anderson Avenue in Manhattan is your number one hometown sports grill where the game is always on and the food is always great. Tucson, Arizona, checking in with Jim Deaver, who says hello and cheering on the Cats. Katie Ames from right here in Manhattan. Katie and Allen. Uh, Katie says, I love the fire against Oklahoma. What a fabulous win. Please bring, bring the matches for said fire. On Wednesday, as the Cats roll into Lawrence, great coaching to this point. I appreciate all you do. It's always uh, nice to hear. Nick Lander, uh, we just answered the question about uh, Angela Harris. He asked about how much does a veteran guard like Angela help the younger point guards uh, at this point? So a good question there. You know, I, I think Angela's done a great job of helping uh, all our guards just continue to uh, – Angela's got a great demeanor to her. Uh, everybody loves her. She's a fun kid to be around. Um, and, uh, yeah, they they do. They're, this team uh, continues to get better in practice, and, and we talked about that at the TV show, but they just – even walking off the floor, we walked off the floor about uh, 5.45 today, and uh, – Felt good about their preparation. Feel, felt good about uh, uh, the work they put in. I thought all the guards were um, were good today, and Angela has a lot to do with that. You're going to be going up against a Jayhawk team that is pretty balanced uh, as far as you we talked about that this morning on your coach's show on the TV side where the, you look at the season numbers, certainly they, they have been pretty balanced across the board. I know it's been a little bit tougher sledding so far on the Big 12, but they've had some injuries that have, have kept some people out. Tina Stevens a big part of that. But uh, I guess a quick scout on, on what we'll see on Wednesday night over in Lawrence. Well, you mentioned that their balance is really impressive because uh, if you go their the cumulative stats, they've got six players in double figures, and that is a a really, really hard thing Most to do. Most of the Big 12. What's that? Most of the Big 12. Yeah. Now, now in the Big 12 play, they still have three in double figures, so they've, they've narrowed that some, but uh, you mentioned the Tina Stevens kid. Uh, she had missed three games, and uh, that's a Juco player from Florida that uh, really is uh, coming off the bench, and uh, she had 20 the other night. She's uh, leading them in scoring, and um, they have got some really uh, good pieces. Their guard play, I think, has been solid across the board, um, so... Um, yeah, this is a team that uh, has played very well. You know, there'll be a tough matchup. Uh, the Jayhawks uh, won here in Manhattan last year. K-State returned the favor last year. And that game last year was kind of a, a crucible point of the season for both teams. You know, the Jayhawks had kind of been hanging around and, and wondering if they could make a run to postseason play, finishing near 500. K-State was in a similar spot they are now. You guys win that game and rip off 
that epic long win streak to end the year. Well, yeah, last year's game in Lawrence uh, put both of us on different paths. And uh, there's no doubt they kind of lost confidence. It would appear at least uh, they, they hit a t really hard stretch. And uh, uh, we went the other direction. We went down to Oklahoma right after that and, and played very well. And then from there for us, it was off to the races. Um, uh, and, you know, it's we talk about the confidence thing, but it, it took a big play by Chrissy Carr and Peyton Williams uh, late in the game. Um, that was a little bit of a broken play, yeah. <laughs> Rachel, yeah. if you're listening. <laughs> um, and Chrissy makes a great entry pass to Peyton, and Peyton finishes it to send it to overtime, and, and uh, we then ran away with it from there. Yeah, uh, the play at the end of the game, and just replaying it in my mind, it seemed to remember the pass was a great one from Chrissy, but it also was a great catch from Peyton because the pass came in, you're thinking – that's too high. That's going to be out. There's no way she's going to grab that. But Peyton, those great hands, able to get it, get the shot off and send it to OT. What a finish to that game. That game was, too, uh, late oh, in the yeah. fourth quarter. It didn't look. It, last year, Randy Strothman and I were talking about this earlier. This team last year had this knack of coming from behind late in games. You won a lot of those games. This year, the team's done the same thing, just haven't quite turned it over to win games. Um, yeah. Does one win like in Oklahoma, then another like KU? Does that maybe start to turn those comebacks into your favor? Well, yeah, I hope. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the plan. Yeah, I hope. Um, you know, I I think that every every year, every game's a little bit different, but you want your characteristic of, of your team to be that they're going to fight and play for 40 minutes and they're going to do those things and, um, and come in and practice and get better and better and uh, the leadership of our group uh, that you mentioned we talked about that earlier about Peyton uh, that's where she's so steady that's where she being around all the time she's able to uh, even if practice isn't going well she's able to step up and say that and and uh, our group continues to get better and last year we did even in the stretch where we were winning games late I mean we trailed at Oklahoma State by 14 at halftime and not playing very well and uh, we trailed um, uh, at Texas yep. um, and um, I think we were only down maybe nine in that one, but we finished incredibly right. strong and won yeah. by nine. So, um, you know, you've got to have that ability because the game has ebbs and flows to it, and you're just going to have some – you've also got to have the ability that when you've got somebody down, you better take advantage of it. You better not let them climb back in uh, if they're – I wasn't happy with the way they ended the second quarter. And what I specifically wasn't happy about was the sequence of us break off a little bit from a play and Robertson got her first three at the other end. And that kind of got them OU going a little bit. And um, But we regrouped at halftime and came out in the third quarter and did what we, we talked about doing. We'll take a last break, wrap up the show on the K-State Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. This is Bill Snyder with some straight talk about opioid abuse. We're all taught to share, but giving someone your pain medication isn't generous. It's reckless. Yet one in five people prescribed an opioid admit to sharing it with others. These drugs can be dangerous, even deadly. Support the people you love. Store your medication securely and dispose of unused medication. If you're asked to share, say no. Help prevent opioid abuse among your friends and family before it starts. Learn more about safe storage and disposal at itmattersks.org. With 11 locations across the state, most K-State fans have a People State Bank location close to home. The People State Bank offers loans of all types, including ag, commercial, home, and business, plus a wide range of checking account options as well. Put their knowledgeable staff to work for you. Find out how one of the 11 statewide locations can help you. Visit psbbanks.com. The People State Bank, member FDIC and equal housing lender. Building and maintaining Kansas infrastructure takes a lot of tax dollars, and the oil and gas industry is helping carry that tax burden, paying a billion and a half dollars each year in state and local taxes. Add to that more than $2 million that Kansas Strong directly invests to support science and math learning in Kansas schools. It doesn't take a math whiz to see that it all adds up to a brighter future for Kansas. Visit KansasStrong.com and get the facts about Kansas oil and natural gas. 
No one has to explain stress to a farmer. That's like explaining a missed forecast to a weatherman. Now, Mother Nature stresses soybeans the way markets, bankers, and politics can stress you. But there's a proven way to reduce stress. With Preaxor fungicide, you'll see the difference. It decreases stress from disease, drought, hail, and heat, so your beans can focus on what matters most, better yields. Talk to your local rep about Preaxor fungicide and BASF plant health. Always read and follow label directions. Thanks to all of you who joined us here on site at Powercat Sports Grill for the Jeff Mitty Show. Reminder that we'll be back here on the K-State Sports Network and on Facebook Live on Tuesday, February 4th, next week. Coach, good luck this week. Dylan Sunflower Showdown on Wednesday at 8 o'clock. Go get us a win uh, over there in Lawrence. We'll see you uh, for that for, for that one and then also at Fort Worth. All right. Thanks, Brian. Jeff Mitty on the Jeff Mitty Show. Big thanks to all the folks here at Powercat Sports Grill. For Josh Reed, helping us out with Facebook. For Zach LeCure, I'm Brian Smoller. We'll catch you Wednesday night, 7.30 for our coverage. The Cats of the Jayhawks coming your way of the K-State Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. Live from the Power Cat Sports Grill in Manhattan, this has been the Jeff Mitty Show. Brought to you by People's State Bank. Serving Wildcat fans since 1897. People's State Bank. Member FDIC. Equal housing lender. Kansas Strong. Get the facts at kansasstrong.com. And by the Kansas Soybean Association. The Soybean Checkoff. Progress powered by Kansas farmers. The preceding has been a Learfield IMG College presentation of the K-State Sports Network.